Good morning. God bless you for listening to us. Thank you so much this morning. My name is Charles Morgan. Word is Live Ministries. Uh, this morning, uh, if you would uh, listen or read with me in Psalm 51. It's the book of Psalms, uh, but it's Psalm 51. And uh, if, if you know anything about this, it's where uh, the prophet Nathan has come to David and he told him, he said, uh, you know, you're the man. You're the one. You're the one that has messed this thing up. And and it was because of what he'd done with uh, Bathsheba, uh, having sex with her, getting her uh, uh, pregnant, uh, having her husband killed, all these things. You know, and David was a man after God's own heart, but yet he had sinned. He had done wrong, and now he has been confronted with this. He hid it, uh, tried to put it aside. Even though he knew God knew everything, he still, in his humanness, tried to do this, and he tried to hide it from him. So in verse 1 it says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. Verse 3, For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Verse 4, Against thee, thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a spirit, right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. And I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I encourage you to go ahead and do that. Read the whole uh, psalm there. But again, uh, he has been confronted with this, and now he he's just he's taking it to God. He's taking it to God and saying, "Look, you know, uh, I want to I want to pour my heart out to you, folks. What do we do with sin in our life? Now, I want to tell you that uh, I wrote down something, and, and what I had, I had a uh, something in my shoe, my boot, uh, my work boot, as I put it on and it kept bothering me and it was right there and it just kept on uh, uh, coming and I was just, what am I going to do? So finally I took it off and I just dumped it out in my hand and it was just this little bitty pebble, little bitty pebble. And it struck me, this is what sin is like in our life as a child of God when we have sin in our life. It's like that little bitty pebble. It's just constantly there and it just annoys and seems like it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it just, it just irritates until we take care of it. Until we do what we need to with it. And what do we need to do? Exactly what David did and take it to God. And I want you to go with me and let's look at the scripture and see what did he do and what did he say and what did he ask for here. In verse 2, he's, he's asking, he said, wash me, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, my sin, and cleanse me from my sin. Wash me, clean me out from what I've done wrong. Uh, clean it up, you know, and. And on occasion, man, I'll get my clothes so dirty and, and they have to be washed and they have to be cleaned up because you just can't, can't continue wearing them or I'll, I'll get something on it and it'll have to be taken out, you know, and, and I guarantee you if I'm wearing a nice shirt, I'm going to drop something on it. Uh, if I eat or if I do something else. And so, 
Uh, we get those things, but he had iniquity in his life. He had sin in his life, wrongdoing, uh, sin. What is this? This is missing the mark of God. It's against God. And he said, wash me thoroughly. He said, not, not just a little bit. I want to be washed thoroughly. I don't want you to just kind of, uh, just scrub it a little bit. I want you to wash me thoroughly. He's taking it to God and he's saying, I want you to do this for me. I want you to take care of this for me. And only God can do this. Uh, when Jesus looked at uh, the man that they dropped down from the roof that uh, four, four of his friends brought over there in Mark chapter 2, uh, he said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And they were like, Oh, what is he talking about? Only God can forgive sin. And that's right, you know, but he is God. And so he could do that. And he said, You know, just so you'll know uh, this is who I am, I'm also going to tell him to get up and walk. And he did, and he, he walked out of there. God is the only one that can forgive sin. Uh, you know, we may ask forgiveness for some, from somebody. We may say, look, I, I messed up, you know, and I need to do something, but only God can forgive that sin. Uh, others may forgive us for what we've done to them, and, but they can't do it like God can. God can completely and thoroughly forgive us of our sin. And, and in verse, uh, three, he said, for I acknowledge. Folks, in order to be washed of our sin and to be cleansed of our iniquity, we have to acknowledge what we've done. Uh, I've seen people and, you know, they, oh, well, uh, God will take care of that and I'll acknowledge it when God provides a way. Well, God's already said you need to do it. He said we need to confess our sin one to another. Uh, but we won't do that. Uh, people within churches have sin. They won't do that. People without, uh, outside of the church, uh, sin. Folks, we as children of God, if we have sin in our life, we need to confess that. We need to acknowledge that. He said, I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. He's saying it's right there with me. It's like a pebble in a shoe. It's all, it's always there. I can feel it and it's annoying me. It's, it's hurting me. And sin in our life should annoy and hurt us. Sin in our life as a child of God should hurt us. It should bother us. It should, uh, what we call, uh, uh, have a time of that it uh, just urges us. I mean, it just bothers us that we that we uh, are just committed to getting rid of it. You know, and we we need that. We need to get rid of it. We need to take it to God. You know, we need to take it and say, look, you know, uh, uh, this this is bothering me. This is this is getting to me that I can't do anything about it. Only you can do anything about it. You know, I want you to bring it to me, and and I'm under conviction for it. Uh, you know, we use that word a lot, uh, conviction. And I, I tend not to try to use those words because we overuse them. Oh, that convicted me. Well, what did that really mean? Uh, what it should mean is it bothers you, it hurts you, that you sinned against God, that you did something wrong. That's what it should do. That that conviction. So if, if uh, you hear somebody say, "I'm I'm convicted by that." Uh, you know, that may just mean, you know, I got caught and I, I, you know, I don't want anybody, I didn't want anybody to know about it. Well, David didn't want anybody to know about it either, but he's doing the right thing by taking it to God and everybody was aware of it and he had to confess it before everybody. We're to confess our sin before everyone. We're supposed to take it before the church. We don't want to do that. I'm telling you, people used to do that and they, people used to say, you have to do that. You need to come up and confess it. But now it's like, oh no, don't, don't say anything about it. It's okay. No, we should. We should confess it. We should acknowledge that and say, look, I messed up. We say we should take it to other people, you know, and uh, privately, you know, oh, yeah, go and tell them. But, you know, we don't want to do that because we don't want to acknowledge that we 
have anything in our life. Uh, we don't want to go up to the altar. In fact, a lot of churches don't even have an altar anymore, and they don't have altar call, and they don't call anybody up to pray. And if somebody does go out and pray, there's usually somebody there to go, wow, what's going on in your life? You know, did you mess up? Well, that's because they've got stuff in their life. They just want to point it and say, look, you did that. I had a friend of mine, he said uh, he was preaching at a church one time, and he went up to the altar with his wife, and they were praying, and and uh, <coughs> excuse me, and uh, somebody afterwards said, well, I didn't know you were having marital problems. You know, they just assumed he did. And he said, he said, no, I was praying for you. You know, but we need to make sure that we take these. We acknowledge it. He says, I acknowledge it, and it's before me forever. I see this all the time. Folks, Satan will bring these things up. We need to tell him, hey, I've taken it to God. I've taken it to God. I'm giving it to him. That's what David is taking it to him. And in verse 4, he says, against thee only have I sinned. I just told you what he did. He had an adulterous affair uh, purposefully. He initiated it. He created the situation where he could do it and had a, a baby with this woman, had her husband killed, and he's saying, against thee only I sin. See, sin is against God. That's where it starts. It may affect others. It may infect others. But it is against God. He said, against you. We've got to take it to him first. We don't need to go and take it to somebody else and say, oh, you know, over here and over there, you know, and then say, oh, yeah, uh, but maybe I ought to tell God about it too. No, God's the first one we need to tell and say, we've sinned against you. This is what I've done. He said, and done this evil in thy sight. You knew about it, God. I did it right in front of you. What What, what is he saying? Everything is right in front of God. Everything is in God's sight. We can't get away from this. We can't get away from the fact that God knows everything. We look at things and we think we've hidden them away. We go into a room and, oh, God can't see us. You know, we act like this. Uh, God didn't know about that business deal I did. God didn't know about what I stole over there. God didn't know about uh, who I had an affair with. God didn't know this and that. See, and David acted like that. He was behaving like that. But in the end, he said, you knew it. You knew what I was doing. He said, I did it right in front of you. I did it in your side. I, I, you know, I, I acknowledge that. God, I messed up right in front of you. You know, we think we can hide things like we did from our parents. You know, we tell them uh, years later on, well, you don't know this, but I did this, you know. And we've lied to them and we try to keep things from them. We can't do that with God. He knows what we've done. He knows that we are who we are. We cannot hide those things from him. So he said, against thee only have I sinned. And in thy sight, he said, when thou speakest. And he said, I need to, I need to be an example for you. He said, you're righteous. Verse 7. He says, purge me. Purge me with hyssop. I worked in a place where we uh, had big ovens one time. And... Before they started up, it went through what was called a purge cycle because they were big gas ovens. And this purging was to, to make sure there was no gas inside of there that would cause an explosion. So it went through this elaborate purge cycle that would constantly, it would get everything out of there before it would start this thing up because they didn't want anything to be in there that would be explosive. It had to get rid of all the bad stuff in there 
in order to be able to start the fire. And he said, that's what I need you to do. He said, I need you to purge me. Get rid of all that stuff. Blow it out of there. Get it out of here. He said, with hyssop, that would be a, a branch. He said, I want you to, I want you to get it out of me. Now take it a while and I shall be clean. Clean, clean, clean. That's what we need to be. Uh, we need to go to God individually today and say, purge me. Get rid of this stuff. I don't want this anymore. When's the last time you cried over the, your sin? When's the last time you cried over the sin of the world? When's the last time you went to God in tears and go, God, I have failed you. I have messed up here. I need you. I need you to cleanse me. I need you to purge me. He's wanting to be washed thoroughly. He's wanting to be purged of this thing that is in him that is just, just it's destroying his relationship. If you've got a relationship with somebody and you've got something that you've done against them and you're hiding it, you will never truly have a relationship with them because that will always be blocking it. And he knew that this was a block to his relationship with God. Obviously, he was because he had not taken it to God first. It took Nathan to come to him and tell him a little story and for David to get upset about it and then to him tell him, but you're the one. You see, this had created a blinder for David. Our sin does that. It blinds us from our relationship with God, our relationship with other Christians, our relationship with, with the outside world that we're supposed to be telling about Jesus. I'm going to tell you right now that we need to be cleansed of our unrighteousness before we can go and tell people about Jesus. See, the high priest had to cleanse himself before he could make an atonement for the people. He had to cleanse himself. He had to make a sacrifice for himself. See, Jesus didn't have to do that because he was the only pure sacrifice. He didn't have to purge his sin because there was no sin in him. And he did that for you and I. And we should be so grateful to him that we take it to him and say, Lord, I want you to purge me. I want you to cleanse me. First of all, you got to be saved. you got to go to him and acknowledge that you are a sinner, that you have a sin nature. I will acknowledge this, Lord. I am a sinner, not because of who I am or what I've done or all these little things, because this is what I was born with. Adam brought sin in the world. That's what the Bible tells us. By one man, sin was brought into the world. And for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. See, every single person has. That's you, that's me, that's everyone around us. We've got to take that to him. Acknowledge that and say, I want to be cleansed of that sin nature. I want to have my sin debt paid. I just want to accept the free gift because it's already been paid. He said he finished it. On the cross, he said, it is finished. I paid the debt. I've done everything that I need to do. We need to go to him and say, Lord, I, I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you. I want this taken away from me. Purge me and I shall be clean. If you do it, I'll be clean. If I try to do it, it's just a band-aid. You know, I may atone for it. We may, we may go to people and, oh, well, you know, I need to confess to you and I need to do this. Or we may even just go, yeah, I did some bad things. Uh, I'll take care of it. We may go to our pastor and say, well, uh, I did some bad things. Can you can you uh, help me out with that? Nope. The only thing he can help you out with is to tell you what you need to do. That you need to take it to God. That you need to take it to him and say, Lord, look at me. Look at me. Search me. David said it in another psalm. Search me. Look at me. Bear ourselves to God. 
When you get saved and you do mess up, you can take those things to God too. Verse 10. He said, create in me a clean heart. When we get saved, the Bible says we become a new creature. We become a new creation. All things are new. It's, it's a beginning. It's a beginning of life. Uh, the, the, the early Christians believed this so much that they would take on new names. They said, I'm, I'm not that old person anymore. I don't want to be that old person. I'm a new person. Uh, Paul began as Saul. Saul means great. Paul means little. He understood that so much that he understood that I am no longer who I thought I was. I am no longer who I presented myself to be. I am no longer that person that was against Christ. When on the road to Damascus, he said, why are you persecuting me? He wasn't persecuting Jesus per se, but Jesus took it that way because he was persecuting his own. When we go through persecutions here on earth, Jesus takes it personal. You say, well, why didn't he do anything about it? He is. He is going to come back. He is going to establish. He is going to exalt us at that time. But right now, we are servants of his, and we are supposed to be doing these things. And he said, the world hated me, and it's going to hate you. And and Peter even said, why, why, why think that you're strange or strange things are happening when these trials come against you? Because this is the way it is. But we think in our life that everything should go right. And we look at a church and if everything's going great and we've got so many great programs that uh, we must be doing exactly right. But, you know, the Bible says trials are going to come. And then we, if something does happen, a, a technical difficulty or something like that, you know, <clears throat> we blame it on the devil. The devil cannot be in all places at all times. He does have the help. But I'm telling you right now, this world is against us inherently. It's against us. And we shouldn't be surprised when it comes against us. We've seen things in the past years of churches closing doors because they didn't understand that. We need to know that the world is against us. We need to know that we are new creatures. We are new creations and we're supposed to act like it. We are supposed to be different than the world. If we are just like the world, or even worse, we are not ambassadors for Christ as we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be His ambassadors in this world. We're supposed to be different in this world. We're not supposed to be of the petty heart that this world is. He said, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Renew that right spirit correct me, course correct me, get me on the right path, uh, get me to where I'm supposed to be doing. Create that clean heart, that clean, right spirit within me. When you are a saved person, you are dwelt by God. The Holy Ghost dwells you. And we're supposed to act like it. We're supposed to present that at all times. Every single time. Verse 12, he re restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. David had become miserable. He had completely become miserable. He had not turned back to God until Nathan came to him, but he was miserable. He was not he did not have joy in his salvation. Do you have joy in your salvation today? When I ask you that question, do you truly 
Are you able to say, yes, I have joy? Are you a miserable Christian? Are you a person that's not doing what they're supposed to do? You've got sin in your life. You've turned away from God. And even when the message hits home, you get mad at the messenger instead of saying, I am that person. And I need to do something about it. You know, we used to talk about the the sermon stepping on our toes or the pastor getting uh, right to us and and we used to like that but now uh, we're to that point where uh, we have itchy ears and we want to come away with a message that says oh man that really made me feel good we don't want to ever have a finger pointed at us or the bible pointing out what we've done wrong because then what does that do that makes us mad and we get mad at the messenger you listen to a radio sermon and it gets too much on you, you turn it off. I don't want to hear that anymore. There are sermons uh, preached every Sunday by people that don't want to make anyone mad. And so they preach falsehoods and give people a false sense of uh, security and hope instead of telling them that they are lost and going to hell and that they need Jesus and they need to turn their life from that and then they need to live without sin. we got people that are living in sin that, that no one will ever tell them because they don't want to upset them. Our Sunday school literature in most of our, our churches is, is bunk. It, it doesn't get to the point. It don't, it don't tell anybody the truth because we don't want to offend people. We want them there so they can uh, be a part of our new program that we just started. And we got this and that and we want them to give to it and we want them to uh, be recruited into doing something. We're afraid to tell anybody that they're sinning. Sometimes we're afraid to tell them because we've got such great sin in our life. We haven't turned over to God and we don't want anybody to know about it. So we just stay away from it. We don't want anybody to see us repenting. We don't want to repent to anybody and let them know that, hey, I've sinned against God and I need to tell you about it. We don't want to confess our sins one to another because we don't want to let anybody know. We think we've hidden it away. We've hidden it from God because we won't mention it to him. Oh, he's not worried about that. That was, that was in the past, you know, uh, uh, that was yesterday. Yeah, that was, that was yesterday. I'm just, I'm just living for today, you know, and I don't want to do that. That's what we try to tell people. That's what we try to tell ourselves. That's what we try to tell God, and it doesn't work. It didn't work for David. I'm going to tell you right now that, uh, over in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 10, it tells us that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't care if you've accepted Jesus Christ or you did not accept Jesus Christ. You will bow a knee. At that great white throne of judgment, they will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is God. They will acknowledge that He is the Savior of the world. Everyone will knee. That's just every knee. It goes on to talk about uh, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every single thing will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord because there is no other name of which we may be saved. It's Jesus Christ. And, and he said, restore to me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. He said, do these things, Lord. Please cleanse me. He's begging to be cleansed. Folks, if we have sin in our life, we've got that little pebble in our shoe and it's today, it's bothering you. And maybe there's more than one in there. Maybe you've gotten so many in there that, that it's just become a, a numb to it and you, you don't even acknowledge it anymore. You don't have a relationship with God. You don't read His Word because you don't want to see what it's got into it. You don't truly listen to the message. Maybe you go in there and you sit in the, uh, the pew and, and, uh, the message is, is preached and when you come out of there, you don't have a clue what it was. 
You didn't really want to listen. You didn't want to pay attention. You didn't want it to speak to you. You've separated yourself like David had separated himself from God and he's in his own little world, but you're actually and truly miserable today. Take it to God. Take it to him and say, hey, wash me because I acknowledge it. Uh, I did this against you. Uh, I want you to create in me a, a new uh, uh, life. I want a new spirit. Cleanse me. Get me back on the right path. Purge me from it. And Lord, please restore that joy that I once had. If you remember when you first got saved, the joy you had because you'd taken it before everyone and you said, this is me. This is me and I can't do it myself and I'm, I'm turning it all over to the Lord. Why don't we do that now? Wouldn't it be a great thing if the church of Jesus, those who confess him as Jesus Christ as Lord, got up at the invitation, whether they give an invitation or not, when the preacher gets finished preaching, if they would all get up and go to the altar and confess their sin and confess it one to another and say, Lord, create a new spirit in me. Get me back on the right path. Each individual and then work as a body of Christ towards getting people saved, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, letting people know what they have and, and let them know, yeah, I, I mess up. I have sin, but I have a great God and, and he takes that and I'm not, I'm not doing it because I want you to see that. I'm trying not to. I want to repent of that. I want to turn the other way. If every church in the United States would do that, what would happen in our nation? Maybe those people in Congress would get saved. Maybe they would quit passing laws that are anti-Christian. Maybe people out in the community that are not saved would look and say, hey, something's going on there. Maybe people that say, I'm looking for something real would say, yeah, that's it. That's something real. Those people really have something that I need. Maybe they would see you out in Walmart and they'd say, hey, there's something different about them. Maybe they'd see you on the workplace, say there's something that they have. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to find out. Maybe they'd see you in school and go, hey, why are they so different? Maybe they'd see you going through adversity, say they have something that I don't have. And then you could have an opportunity to say, yes, I have that. Because in verse 13, this is what he says. He said, Lord, I want you to do this. I want you to cleanse me. I want you to purge me. I want you to create this new spirit in me. I want you to get me on the right path. I want all these things that only you can do. And in verse 13, he said, then will I teach transgressors thy ways. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. You cannot teach others Jesus' way until you do this. Until you get yourself purged. You're just talking and, and it's not going to be real to them. It's not going to be right to them. You have to purge yourself. Each one of us has to do that. I told you the, the high priest would have to go in and he'd have to make sacrifice for himself. We got to pray continually. Folks, I continually pray that these messages reach people. That it reaches out there that, that people, that my words are not my words, but it's Jesus' speaking through me and that, that the word of God is what is really getting strong to them and that it does exactly what I'm supposed to do 
and preach the word and not preach myself. It's not about me. It's not about the likes on Facebook. It's not about the views. It's not about the listeners. It's about being obedient to Jesus Christ. It's about getting the message out there. It's about taking myself to Jesus when I mess up. And I do it a lot. I have to take it to him and go, hey, I did it again. I did it again and I didn't mean to. Or hey, this one's new. and You know, my heart wasn't right. My mind wasn't right. And I need you to do this for me. Lord, I need you to, to wash me. I need you to purge me. I need you to do all this for me because I need to teach transgressors your ways. I need to go. I need to see sinners converted. Do you have that in your heart this morning? Do you want to see sinners converted? Then get up right now. Take it to the Lord. Say, Lord, I've got this in my life and I need you to cleanse me i need to acknowledge it to you i need to acknowledge it before man i need to tell everybody about it because i need to be purged i need to be created new i want you to restore me the joy of my salvation because i'm miserable today because i haven't turned it over to you because i want to be what you want me to be not what i want me to be and we may think that doing good things is what it's about that may be good well but it's about being obedient to Jesus Christ. And we shouldn't need someone to come to us. But sometimes we do. So maybe you've been involved with somebody and you, you are going to confess your sin. But you need to take it to them and go, hey, you've sinned. Maybe you've got a child that's sinned. You need to tell them about that. Oh, I don't want to do that. Why not? If you love them, you need to tell them. You can tell them, hey, I love you, but what you're doing is wrong. You're sinning. Maybe you got a good friend. You need to go to him and go, Hey, I'm worried about you. My heart is sick for you. I need to tell you about this. I need, I need, I need to tell you about Jesus Christ. Maybe you got a relative. You need to go and say, I need to tell you about Jesus Christ. We need to teach transgressors that way. We got to cleanse ourselves. So that sin, that pebble in our shoe, we can take care of it. Just like I took my boot off and I dumped it out and I got it right there and I, oh, it felt so good to put that boot back on. And there wasn't anything there. Oh, it was a relief. Get rid of that sin in your life. It's a relief. Believe me, I know I've done it. My name is Charles Morgan. I'm with Word is Alive Ministries. May God bless your day. Thank you very much.